0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the KettleCast I'll be previewing the Hawks upcoming game against the Milwaukee Bucks with reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo and talk about what the Hawks will have to do to get a win in this game. Uh, without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> The Bucks come into Atlanta having won a game over the Chicago Bulls, and they have the 10-3 and record, which is good enough for second in the East. They're missing their second-best player in Chris Middleton, but Giannis comes into Atlanta with a team that has the fastest pace in the NBA. They're second in the number of field goal attempts and first in rebounds and defensive rebounds. Um, and they're also number two in blocks. All those stats, I would say, are tied back to that the Bucks are playing at this fastest pace in the NBA. They just get up and down the court, and they're looking to score a lot of points. And then, uh, I mean, the highest number of defensive rebounds, what that really tells me is that the other team doesn't get a second shot after they take their first shot on the offensive position. Um, they are—the Bucks are susceptible to the three-point shot. This is a team that's coached by um, Budenholzer, former Hawks coach, and part of his defense philosophy is not to limit the number of three-pointers but just to make sure that the people who don't shoot three-pointers very well are the ones taking the shots. So they let other teams get a lot of three-point shots up. They let teams get up the second-most attempts in the NBA, and uh, it's going to be imperative for the Hawks to win that they knock down those open – three-pointers. Um, but this Bucks team comes in sort of as one of the presumed favorites to represent the East in the NBA Finals, and it's uh, not hard to see why when they have a good defense, they have a reigning MVP candidate, and they have a solid squad around them. They did lose Malcolm Brogdon, a kid from the Atlanta area who signed with the um, Indiana Pacers but they still have Bledsoe and George Hill at the point guard position. And they had picked up Wes Matthews and Old Hawks fan favorite Kyle Korver this offseason. They also have uh, Brooke Lopez, a big 7-foot center who usually is knocking down the 3-pointer at a good clip. But this year is only shooting 28% from 3. But they picked up his brother, um, Robin Lopez. So they have the two 7-foot twins one interesting thing about those two guys is they love to pick fights with the opposite team's mascot uh robin in particular has been known to have uh scripted fights with other team's mascots and just in general they are not uh they really play into that a a bit of being in uh, grudges with other team's mascots so it would not be a surprise if Harry the Hawk gets into some sort of altercation with one of the Lopez brothers. They're also huge Disney fans. I think one of them has said that uh, it's a dream of theirs to like sleep in the castle at Disney World or Disneyland at some point, but huge Disney fans and huge comic book fans, but it's nice that the uh, Lopez is on the same team. You can talk talk about how they're Uh, brotherly bond is I think Lopez said that the Bucks worst move was bringing Robin back to the team but um, it's fun to see that the Lopez brothers on the same team again this team is headlined by Giannis Antetokounmpo who won the MVP last year I mean he's seven feet tall he's scoring 30 points six assists 14 rebounds a game and he's shooting 60 percent from the field he's just a, a force on the basketball court the Hawks have said that Jabari Parker is going to get the initial assignment to try to defend Giannis, but it's going to take a team effort in showing multiple different bodies at Giannis. He's a little different from LeBron James. He does not have the same passing acumen as James does, but he can get to the basket. I think there's been multiple highlights where Giannis can take two or three strides from the halfway point in the court to get to the basket, and it's just been incredible to see this kid who was drafted out of Greece, and really super skinny, didn't know anything about um, American culture, come over and just turn into an MVP player. Uh, he's still working on his three-point shot, but he's even starting to knock that down at a more consistent rate. Like I said, uh, Malcolm Brogdon was a huge part of what the Bucks were last year, and they let him go this year. Um, so Eric Bledsoe gets their starting minutes at Point guard, and he's a big, physical point guard who's really going to challenge Trey on the defensive end, and really try to punish Trey with his size on the other side. Um, he's not particularly like skilled as far as being a passer or a playmaker, but he's a very good defensive point guard, and um, he can be very aggressive. Uh, I think Bucks fans would say they are not um, super impressed by his performance and playoff series in the playoff setting but he's been a very good regular season point guard for the Bucs. Brooke Lopez just to get to some of his numbers for the year he's averaging 11 points two and a half blocks and five rebounds. The Bucs are averaging as I said the most blocks per game and the Hawks have been very susceptible to blocks so if our guys including Trey both rookies in Hunter and reddish go into the paint trying to get a shot off unless they have some sort of plan it's going to get blocked um the bucks do allow a lot of offensive rebounds so the hawks need to take advantage of those offensive rebounds and score and second chance opportunities but the hawks are going to have to be very deliberate in their attacks in the paint and also mixing it up between drives and getting those three-point shots that will be there and finishing at the rim um The Hawks are unveiling their Peachtree jerseys tonight. Uh, This is the City Edition. Nike is sort of rotating a whole bunch of uh, different designs for every team in the NBA now that Nike owns or has the right to make the jerseys. And uh, the Hawks Edition this year is the Peachtree Edition, which is a black jersey with peach highlights and peach lettering. Um, In pictures, it hasn't looked super great, but I'm really excited to see what the jersey looks like in person and I'm also really excited they get to do a alternate court as well and uh, the mock-up looks really good but it'll be very uh, I'm super excited to see it in person and see what the Hawks logo and peach looks like and uh, just it'd be nice if the Hawks had a another jersey that they could go to and I think of these city editions, the Hawks one isn't terrible I mean when you're doing so many designs of jerseys in in subsequent years, you're going to have some ones that look really bad, but man, go look at the Mavericks Jersey that they have this year as their city edition. It looks like a ninth grader just went and did some word art. um, And there's been some bad ones. The bulls one, someone was showing that how the bulls went from a very cool Jersey that highlighted uh, the Chicago city flag and made it a Jersey to now it's the same light blue color, but it has the Bulls logo on there, bizarrely, kind of. So it could have been really bad, but I'm excited to see how the Hawks jersey looks tonight, and they're really leaning into this Peachtree um, branding. I think it's a smart move with all the Peachtree that goes through Atlanta. Uh, there's a little bit of pushback just from fans that uh, United, the Atlanta United soccer team used Peach in their kit and they were the first ones to do it. And why are the Hawks just like following that kind of a little late? But, uh, if it pushes the Hawks to try some new things and maybe get a better Jersey out of it, I'm excited to at least see a new Jersey. And especially with, it feels like the Hawks jerseys that they have now, the ones with the triangles on it and the bright green is on its way out to see what Nike's going to do with it going forward. Um, so the Petrie night is going to be very exciting. Again, they're unveiling these jerseys, a new court, and also uh, one of the owners for the G League team, 2 chains, is performing at halftime. So that'll be exciting. But looking at the actual game and what the Hawks have to do to possibly get a victory in the in in the game, they got to do all they can to stop Giannis. Um, as I said, they're starting with Jabari Parker, and it's not going to be a one-man job to stop Giannis and honestly you're not going to be able to stop Antetokounmpo from scoring and having an effect on the game but it's just limiting him and making him work whether that's throwing different bodies at him I'm sure Cam Reddish DeAndre Hunter I even think Bruno Fernando at some point all these guys are going to get different points of the game chances to guard Giannis but if the Hawks can make him really have to work for his points and limit what he does, that'll go a long way to getting the win. He doesn't have the greatest supporting cast, I would say, but one thing the Hawks have done horribly is let teams get open three-pointers that are uncontested, and the Bucks have guys who can punish uh, that sort of play, along with Corver, Wes Matthews. Um, they don't have Middleton, who's out with injury, but if the Hawks let Giannis get to where he's going if he has commands way too much attention and they leave three-point shooters open we can see what that happens with the freaking uh, Phoenix Suns game and how that kind of got out of control just by the three-point line Um, and finally the Hawks are going to have to really get good looks at the basket the Bucks do a really good job of securing rebounds and limiting the number of attempts the other team has at scoring and the Hawks are um, not the greatest at, uh, shooting in general. And so getting shots at the rim that are unblocked and also knocking down their three pointers, it's going to be hit huge. Again, the Hawks are still without Kevin Herter. Travis Schlink came out and said that Herter is probably going to be out at least another three or four weeks. Um, and John Collins is still out. He His suspension goes until December 23rd, unless something changes in his, uh, in his case but the hawks have a lot on their plate taking on the bucks and it'll be really interesting to see how Trey Young goes against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the bigs that the bucks have and i think the game will really be dependent on who wins that matchup whether Giannis is able to explode and really control this game or if Trey's able to draw a lot of attention going into the basket and, and with his gravity shooting three pointers to open it up a little bit for his teammate. I know the Hawks are glad to be back home. It was a very long road trip, one where they didn't have Vince Carter. Vince is back. It turns out his personal reasons were hit the birth of his daughter, um, so the Hawks will be happy to have Vince back. They have, again, they're continuing without John Collins and without Kevin Herter, and this game against the Bucks will be a good way for the Hawks to kind of see where they're at after two days off and after that Western Conference swing. I want to thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a review or rating on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, that would be a huge help. Until next time, go Hawks!